welcome everyone to Asian Pacific Voices Radio, where you will find stimulating conversations that explore diverse topics and stories impacting our communities. I'm your host, Sasha Fu. Today we're talking funny, or I hope it'll be funny, because our guest is comedian Jason Cheney. He is a comedian who's been taking the mic on stages all over the U.S. and Asia, giving audiences his perspective on life, family, and the world at large. Jason Cheney has performed in Los Angeles at clubs such as the Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store, and in New York at the Comedy Cellar. He was born in Taiwan and came to the United States at the age of 14 to attend high school here. So we are so very pleased and excited to have him as our guest today. Welcome, Jason. How you doing? Hey, everybody. Really happy to be here. Um, real quick, uh, so what? What when you said I hope <laughs> this will be funny? Um, that made me feel a little pressured. Should I be funny, or or uh, I'm supposed to be funny? You don't have to be funny. I don't want to put any pressure on you. It, this is not a stand-up routine. It's not. It's not your act. You can be funny. You can be. You can be really a. Uh, a horrible person, if you want. <laughs> be yourself. <laughs> I do want All to find right. out a little I bit more about your background. person that I am. Yeah, yeah. Excuse no, me? I know you're a delightful person, so I, I don't mean to be. I'm not. You're not. not. Okay. Revelation. Not. Okay. Disclosure. Full disclosure. I am very interested because I am Chinese, and I, when I was a kid, I wanted to go into um, entertainment, and of course, my parents discouraged me. Because um, in that generation and at that time, the only really acceptable vocations or professions for Asian children, especially Chinese kids, was either doctor, physicist, neurosurgeon, engineer, scientist, uh, comedian was not on the top of that list. (laughs) What, um, What prompted you to take this path into comedy? And what did your parents or your family think about it? Honestly, I'm not, I don't know. (laughs) I should be a doctor. You should be a doctor? (laughs) Guys, I'm so sorry. I was just joking. Um, So the the reason why I wanted to do, get into stand-up comedy, because like Sasha was saying, a lot of people, you know, this has been said over and over, just, you know, the doctor, lawyer, engineer thing. And I think it's really important for anybody to express themselves. And I think a lot of people uh, nowadays in any age group is just uh, we have so much. Um, we want to express uh, a lot of the times ourselves and we wanted to say so many things. But I think especially Asian culture, we're very suppressed and people don't want to hear us out and um, listen to our voices. Asian Pacific Voices Radio. Uh, so I really wanted to express myself and connect with others and want to be heard because I think anyone just wants to be seen and heard when they're alive. So mm-hmm. um, I felt that way. And I wanted to do, I that's why I wanted to get into stand-up, not even to be funny, um, but just to express myself. And a lot of people put a lot of pressure um, on their first performance in anything. It could be, you know, an exam or their first uh, anything. But I think the most important thing is to just go and do it. Uh, because the first time I ever did stand-up comedy, I actually didn't even 
I wasn't even funny, but it was so freeing and relieving to even get to have people hear you and be open to hearing what you have to say. Jason, do you remember what you were talking about in that first routine, the first time you did stand up? What were you talking about? I do. I was talking about very important topics uh, of the world. Um, For example, uh, how I have a goldfish in a bowl and how the way that the fish was swimming. Okay. (laughs) Sounds pretty funny. Um, I, I did, I didn't do well, but, and then I was talking about experiences where the hospitals and healthcare is a little different, um, comparing from Asia and uh, which I'm from Taiwan. So we have universal healthcare and, uh, in America, it's a little more difficult to get healthcare here. So I was just talking about that and the goofy things that happened to me, um, you know, uh, during my visit in the hospital and, uh, and some people chuckled, you know, and um, but I didn't do I wasn't good like like riding a bike, nobody or playing a piano. Nobody's good at anything the first time. I mean, you could some people are more talented than the, than the others. But I think it takes everything takes practice. I got to uh, hand it yeah, to you, because if you get up on stage and people don't really laugh and you think, oh, my gosh, I bombed. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of courage to get up on stage the next time, the time after that, especially if initially you're just kind of learning i mean what made you say i'm gonna do this no matter you know maybe i'm not killing it yet but i'm gonna keep on going yeah that's a great that's a great question is is really just a drive of wanting to express myself and to be heard so you know it, it getting a laugh didn't really matter that wasn't the priority for me at least the first month, it's really just to be heard as a person, as a human being, whether it be being Asian or not. And um, and I and I encourage people, anyone in any profession, to just try stand up comedy because uh, uh, it, it's it's just it's just really freeing when somebody and and like you said, it takes courage. So um, when you overcome that challenge of speaking in public and have other people scrutinize or even you know judge you and, and scrutinize you and i think um getting over that fear i think it's it's really uh it's something you could pat just you could pat yourself on the back for it sasha yeah i you know give you a major props for being able to do this i mean i think a lot of people like getting up and standing in front of a room full of strangers and like, you know, okay, like make me laugh. <laughs> That's pretty intimidating. So you started this about seven years ago and you've been working pretty steadily in the last four or five years. Again, what's the reaction from your family? Are they pretty supportive? Or were they initially kind of skeptical? Like how the heck are you going to make a living out of this? Guys, I, I started this 10 years ago and uh, Asian, Asian voice, <laughs> Asian Pacific uh, radio, voices radio, uh, <laughs> sorry. I just it just the whole because before this, you guys, the viewers can't really see this, but the alarm was going off and uh, it was just hilarious. But um, what does so the the parents the parents is yeah we could cut that out, but the parents <laughs> they were not. So my parents was not very supportive, like you know most Asian parents wouldn't, and uh, but I did my best. 
And uh, and it was just a passion, you know, and I think it's important to follow your passion. It doesn't because it just feels good to do something that you want to do, and especially in a society and time where, you know, we're f- obligated to do a lot of things that we don't want to do to survive. Um, so doing something I want to do was selfish, but also happy. And, you know, we all want to be happy. And uh, that's something that going against what my parents wanted i i just wanted to do something that i wanted to do because i never even thought like most asians i, I don't think we really think about what we want to do or what, what makes us happy because most of our lives we just wanted to uh, make our parents happy so uh, i wanted to make myself happy for the first time and uh yeah it turned out to be a great time and i, I encourage anybody out there uh, especially asian immigrants to do so I understand you said you had a need, a great need to express yourself, but why comedy? I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can express yourself. You could be a dancer, you could be a writer, you could be making films. Why comedy? Comedy is not easy. Well, I think nothing is easy. You know, any career and uh, career path is not easy. And, you know, yeah, yeah. The Because me, I, I don't have really other talents like music or dance or writing. I mean, a stand-up comedy is also writing, but in a different way, you know, and uh, people's mm-hmm. brain work differently, uh, you know, so, but my brain is just, I like to find the easiest way as easy as possible. Um, but also it's very difficult after you, you do it a while you find, cause my first thing was, Man, I love when other people laugh. I like to laugh. Who doesn't like to laugh? It's a good time, you know? And I love, I enjoyed stand-up comedy after I discovered it in ninth grade, which is Kevin Hart. And a lot of Asians don't really, aren't really into stand-up comedy because we don't have the form of one-man stand-up comedy show. And um, and we're also not encouraged to uh, seek entertainment when we're most encouraged in working or pursuing a career that is stable uh, for our family, like we talked about a little earlier. Um, But stand-up comedy, I was thinking about it and I was like, hey, what can I do that I'd like to do that would make me happy and others happy and also don't really have to bring anything to work and just show up? And um, I was like, yeah, I would like to tell dick jokes for money. That would be amazing. And uh, yeah, it would be amazing. And it is amazing. I mean, you're doing what you love. I'm really interested in the kind of material that you put in your act. I know a little bit of I've seen some of your clips. Uh, What do you what what do you find funny in life and where do you find your inspiration? I love talking about family, culture, and also mostly that I'm passionate about is my perspective on things because I feel like these days people have really extreme opinions or very, very narrow-minded in the beliefs that they have growing up or the things, the information that they get from the news or a blog. But I think, uh, and so that, that's why a lot of people fight and uh, get very stubborn on their views. But I think we should remember to respect each other's perspectives because that's what makes um, humanity great is that everybody has a little bit of a different flavor and the way that they think and uh, stance that they take. And even though if we 
all can't really agree with each other, we could still respect each other and try to understand each other. And um, I think that, you know, makes it what's beautiful. And also sometimes it could be abrasive and hard to get through together. But uh, but that's what's beautiful, you know. I so see make a lot up of sex the best sex, I always say. What was that? Huh? What did you say? <laughs> I said makeup sex is a is the best sex because sometimes <laughs> you need need a little bit of fire to get the sweetness. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you need a little abrasion, as they say, <laughs> to have to make those sparks fly. Good. Right? Yeah, I guess exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is this a family show? We don't know, but <laughs> I said what I said. Back to More you, on makeup sex later, but let me uh, ask you another question about how your ethnicity, being Chinese, born in Taiwan, how does that flavor your material? Some comics you know what's, you know draw, what's interesting? yeah, some comics draw a lot on their ethnic background or their religion, yeah. and they reference it pretty freely. Is that pretty I do important? As well. Yeah, I mean, is that yeah, it's important. It's important. So I, from what I understand, when you asked a question, you said, so you said when you are being a Chinese person from Taiwan. So see, I respect your stance. So your stance is that we're all Chinese. Where were you born, Sasha? U.S. Okay, so you're American. So don't give me this you're Chinese from Taiwan thing. Number one. Okay, Sasha Fu, let's let's let let's just be clear. All right. I'm actually your first generation immigrant. So I think um my voice, Asian voice, uh holds a little more weight than yours. I <laughs> just oh, kidding. I'm really? just joking. Okay, because you speak fluent <laughs> Chinese, right? Uh Um I don't want to answer. I don't want to embarrass myself. I would say, Exactly, Sasha. So how about let the guests talk? Huh? Okay. How about that? <laughs> Take it away, I'm Jason. No, of course, of course, I draw a lot, you know, from the culture, because being a first generation immigrant, um, you know, like any immigrant, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. It's just there's a lot of hardships, you know, but I definitely is a lot easier than the previous generation because there was war happening, famine, you know, drought. I don't know what else is happening. So it was really hard from, you know, my parents and even generation before that. So I give so much respect and uh, appreciation to whoever come came before me. But being a first generation immigrant, um, you know, language barrier, culture, you know, um, all of those things. So when I talk about culture, um, it's it's not really, oh, I'm from Taiwan or China. I don't really care about that. Like I said, like I really respect. There's Chinese people who come to my shows all the time and um, they support uh, Taiwan independence. Uh, and but and it's not that I'm like, oh, man, you know, Taiwan have to be independent on their own. It's like I just think that every country or new country, just like America, when there's like new, it's just because because we embrace freedom and culture, LGBTQ, we, we had the first woman president over in Asia. We passed same-sex marriage over in Asia first. Well, we were the first. So I think embracing so many cultures and being colonized by so many different groups of people, we were colonized by the Spanish, the Dutch, you know, the Japan. We were, you know, 
did really bad things to. And uh, so we embraced so many cultures. We had so many cultures came through, came through our land, came through. Get it? It's a pun. Look at my face. Huh? Is this a family show? I don't know. But yeah, I try to draw a lot of things from uh, our culture because that's my personal experience. And I'm sure many others personal experience as well. So if there are people out there uh, who have the same type of path, whether they be Indian uh, immigrants or um, other East Asian immigrants, Laos, Vietnamese, uh, European, maybe they could also relate to me and find humor in what I say and laugh and be happy together. Of course. What are the cultural differences that you've picked up between American culture and um, the culture in which you grew up as a kid? Well, one of which is, um, I think, the politeness I speak uh, a little about in my set is just that some Asian cultures uh, are overly polite. So sometimes when they uh, say things in conversation, they wouldn't be like the East Coast, Boston, New York type of like directness. They will kind of go around it, kind of like a bad hand, backhanded compliment type and be very poised and, you know, that sort of thing. And that it like to me hurts more than if like if then if you're direct like the the New Yorkers because at least when if they don't like you you actually know and also if they like you you know as well because roasting and bantering is love and I had to learn that you know um, from yeah the the different the different cultures that that's one of them is that the bantering and politeness is uh, I, that's why to me intention is so important because it doesn't matter how mean you are you know you always know the other person's intent you know and so it doesn't matter what you say you know other person's intent so i think we should remember to know uh to try to understand and feel and see what other person's intent is before we get offended by what the other person is saying that was a good message from jason cheney I love the message of brotherhood and understanding. And I want to pick up on that because you've been touring all over the place in places, middle America. And I'm wondering if you're going into communities where maybe they've never seen an Asian stand-up comic, are you feeling a vibe like they're not really sure whether they should find you funny or, I mean, can you relate any experiences where it was clear that they'd never seen an Asian stand-up comic before and you know, maybe they were a little there. You could pick up, pick that up in, in their response to you. Sasha, before we continue, I just want to say that uh, thank you for being the beautiful and host and hosting me and uh, trying <laughs> to hear what I have to say and bringing my experiences out to the world. So, yes, I do tour a lot uh, across uh, America and in the South, South, you know, uh, Midwest and things like that. Um, Yes, I, I think that the past generation of comedians have gone through more. Like, I have friends who are in their uh, 40s, 50s now, and they were doing, they've been doing comedy for 20, 30 years. And they were telling me that when you first go on stage, people really, back then, 30 years ago, people would point and go, oh, chink, you know, like that's even accepted. And, and the audience would laugh at them, you know, laugh at 
you know, the Asian comedians. So I think we've evolved uh, way past that. There's still work that we definitely have room to uh, improve and work on. But uh, but now I feel like because of social media, the accessibility of social media, people are more informed and educated that, you know, people are just people. I mean, are there bigots? There always will be, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, I think, you know, now it's a little bit more, a much, much better than the horror stories that I have to hear from the comedians that came before me. I'm curious because in the last couple of years, we've rep been reporting on hate crimes against Asian folks. And I was wondering if you had felt any anti-Asian bias in your tours and going to different show, doing different shows in different communities. Had you felt like maybe there was a little bit of a pocket of anti-Asian um, feeling now? You know, yeah, like during those times, I think there was uh, a little more. Um, but you know what? It, it, it's such a, it's such a, I think her people, her people, right? Like yeah. uh, okay. if you're hurt, you would try to hurt others to make yourselves feel better. If you're not strong enough, enough or have figured out what, uh, who you are, or if you haven't dealt with the pain and, a racism falls in the same category, you know, and um, I try to I just try to give understanding and I try to give love even when other people try to hurt me. I try to do my best, but there is a line for everybody. So for the Asians out there or whoever that's getting bullied or getting hurt, I think that um, try to give love first. And mm -hmm. if it's really making you uncomfortable and it's actually taking so much of your energy away you should definitely defend yourself and draw the line and uh be vicious so that you could survive when other people are try to hurt you first and try to diminish you and you know yeah so i i think give love always first but definitely draw the line and protect yourself and your family always look at my face uh, the Goodwill Ambassador, Jason Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be. I try to. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Uh, I'm not the perfect person, and I have bad days. You know, none of us just is. like any other. None human. of us is a perfect person. Yeah. Who so are I your Who are your comedy influences when you were getting into the business, and even now, who are the people who you think, oh, they are really good. They're really smart. They're real. Their humor is is really, you know, cool. You know, growing up, I always look at my father. He's actually the funny guy in the family. And really? he would laugh also at different types of humors. So I think I got that from the nuance from him. So he appreciates different types of humors. And that kind of taught me the different types of humors when he reacts to different types of humors. Uh, but now stand-up comedians, I love... You know, since I was a kid, I loved Jim Carrey because he was so animated. And Rowan mm. Atkinson, he did comedy without um, any using la language. It was really just body language and new nuance of the face and situations, you know. Uh, but stand-up, I loved the first stand-up comedian that I was introduced to was, first couple was Russell Peters and Kevin Hart. But later, I start to find, you know, Nate Bregazzi, um Sebastian Maniscalco, Ronnie Chang, Ali Wong. I mean, the greats, you know, the Asian American greats, uh, icons. 
and um, Bobby Lee, you know. Um, yeah, so I did. I, I I love so many different. I love Earthquake. He is a, a black comedian, hilarious. Um, yeah, there's so many, so many different styles of comedy. Is there a and, style uh, that's particularly special to you? Like some people are more physical comedy people some people are have a more dry sense of humor others are more cerebral um other people are you know they tell a lot of jokes about body parts <laughs> yeah where do you I, fall I think, I think the people who uh say what's in their heart and not just i i love watching that's why i love watching ronnie chang because he turns um, something that he wants to say that's not funny into something hilarious. So mm -hmm. uh, that's really hard to do compared to just do the low hanging fruit. Don't worry. But the things that make me laugh the most is definitely the low hanging fruits, like the relationship stuff, sex, you know, dick jokes, all of this. But the things that I admire the most and strive to be more of is that, you know, talking about family issues or social issues or cu cultural differences um mm -hmm. that is maybe a racism even that's hard to speak of um or more serious topics like gun control or abortion politics even not so much but uh those topics but making it hilarious is is hard to do and um, you said politics I, I, I not so that. much you 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 don't incorporate many political jokes oh, i do i so a little bit a little okay. bit of it but not i don't like the whole show watch a person talk about politics for an hour is like okay. yeah if you have five ten minutes of it i think it's beautiful and it's really nice to have a little bit of everything in uh hum the human experience and social experience um just a little bit of everything i love yeah kind of like baskin robbins 32 flavors you know exactly look at my face <laughs> what about you were talking we were talking a little bit about your um experiences as a comedian maybe in communities where they hadn't had a lot of exposure to asian entertainers what about in asia where i think you had told me that you were playing to audiences who had never seen any stand-up comedy before what was that like yeah, there's many stand-up, uh, there's many audiences that has been to my shows uh, who got tickets at jasoncheney.com and Instagram at jasoncheney. Uh, when they came out, it was their very first time watching stand-up comedy because, again, we were never really encouraged to watch this art form. So uh, the first time ever that they came out, and it's great, the same thing when I toured over Asia, there's a lot of expats, expatriates, which is, you know, people that's from you know, you know what an expatriate is. And then, yeah, so uh, I love when they could relate, you know, to what I have to say. I know you got to wrap up soon. Again, before we end, I just want to say thank you so much. And to conduct a, such a flawless interview and being beautiful on camera, Sasha. Fu. Oh, right. you're being too polite. I think yeah. like, is there, there's a joke behind this because you're being excessively polite. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just want to also give a shout out to Kathleen Choi. So, yeah, I just want to be, I just want to, be, I'm just grateful, you know? So tell me a little bit about your process, uh, how how you work. Do you have an idea and then you write it down on paper or you put it on a computer somewhere? Or do you just kind of uh, try out your material with your friends or your father and say, do you think this is funny? How do you work? 
That's that's a good question too. Um, I uh, I like to just whatever happens during my life. I live my life, you know, and whatever happens during my life. For example, you know, maybe my sister would say something ridiculous, and then I'll just think of that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be her. It could be just be a topic that um, some somebody said that is ridiculous to me that maybe other people could relate to. Like, oh, um, I don't know. When I stub my toe, I doesn't hurt. And I'm like, well, that's just pride, you know? A lot of people take pride into um, a lot. So, yeah, just different. Just living life and try to just observe and talk about random things. Episodes from your life. I put, I put like little bullet points on my notepad. And I think people uh-huh. should just write anyways. People should write all the time. Express themselves on, on paper. Uh, so and when you, when you back, get ready you for a routine, though, do you know, Jason, what you're going to talk about? Or you just go up on stage and say, oh, yeah, I had this funny bit about, you know, trying to open the trying to open up a, a can of beans or something the other day. and couldn't do it. I mean, do you just like just yeah. come, ad, ad lib or? Yeah so, yeah. so I have a set list. Okay. Uh, the things that I, I know that works and there are some new things that I that I wanted to try out. But I also love to ad lib because, um, you know, it's a live audience. So I wanted to connect with them. So I do a little bit of everything. I do the things that I know that is going to work just to give them a good show. I try out some new things because I wanted to grow and I ad lib a bit to connect with the audience. Look at my face. (laughs) How do you deal with hecklers? I deal with hecklers by... Shutting them down first. No. Okay. Um, it depends on the situation. But uh, okay, let's pretend I'm yeah. a heckler. Jason, you stink, man. You're not even funny. I don't know why I wasted this night going out to see you. You are really like the worst comedian I've ever seen. Wow. I didn't know that you could see anything since you're so old, number one. And uh, <laughs> hearing must be a problem. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's I'm good. sorry about Something that. In my place. I, I didn't mean it. Yeah, I didn't you mean did. it. <laughs> you no, put me I in didn't. my place. That's okay. It's good. It's good. I didn't mean it. No, it's because you're pretending like if this was a show, that's what I would have said. Yeah, that's I was, what I I was just, said. I wanted a role play. I was like, yeah, you know, you, your humor is terrible. Um, <laughs> your humor sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> Uh, you know, a lot of comedians have transitioned into their own primetime TV show or, you know, even how you're getting Sasha, series. That bantering, that bantering uh, got me a little horny. <laughs> it did? I'm just oh joking. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm just joking. I don't know what. I have a wife and I don't know. What, I, I don't know what type of show this is, but um, but I'm having a great time, Sasha. Please continue on your Question, please. I just wanted to say okay, that. What happened to the very, very polite Jason? Okay, what happened to him? <laughs> He's back. Okay. He's back. I was going to say something about um, the comedians that have transitioned from stand-up, doing live stand-up to TV, you know, talk show hosts, uh, the Trevor Noahs, the Jimmy Kimmels, and then, you know, other people like, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, Issa Rae, they have their own series What's next for you? Do you see yourself wanting to experiment you will with see other me forms? On, you will see me on um, one of the 
biggest streaming platforms doing my hour of spe my hour special you will see me touring theaters um in the next three to five years and um so please look out for that but before then come to a show support me um and have a great time you know and i'm always going to do my best and be my most authentic self and give a goofy good time happy time for myself and you guys first look at my face Hey, Sasha, <laughs> I, I think um, Kathleen is asking us to wrap up because okay. he's saying that uh, we could, you know, we could do. We could go yeah, on and on do, and on for 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 quite yeah, some for, time for days. All right. Well, yeah. we will wrap up then. I just want to thank you for sharing your perspective and your look at my face with us <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do. We find out more about you and what you're going to be up to in the next year. Please uh, <clears throat> follow me online on all the social platforms and my website, all at jasonchenny.com. Uh, and Jason Chenny, at Jason Chenny, C-H-E-N-Y. Thank you so much for having me, everybody. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, Jason. You did make me laugh. <laughs> We also want so. to hear from you, our valued listeners, about suggestions for future guests on this show. And be sure to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform, as well as follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Asian Pacific Voices Radio is produced by Asian Culture and Media Alliance. This is a nonprofit that empowers our Asian and Pacific Islander communities with a voice through media arts. If you'd like to support our program, please visit AsianPacificVoicesRadio.com. I'm your host, Sasha Fu. Thanks so much for listening. Join us next week for another exciting and thought-provoking Asian Pacific Voices Radio show. Until then, take care and live your best life. Later, y'all.